Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum, and today we have a guest who worked for 30 plus years very successfully as a retail manager. He worked in retail and that was how he built his career. And he was doing very, very well when all of a sudden his job just vanished. His Fortune 500 size companies he was working for very loyally, doing a great job for them, but bam, his job was over. It's Tim and Julie Simmons on today's show. They live outside of Nashville, Tennessee. They've homeschooled their kids for years. They're in their 60s now. Their kids are in their 30s, and they are employing three of their kids in their business. So it's a family business. They've built it up to seven figures. They're doing about 70 to 80% retail arbitrage. That means they're buying stuff off of store shelves and flipping it very profitably on Amazon. What an interesting family. You guys are going to love today's interview. I'm going to get them on the line right now and have a great conversation. You're going to enjoy this one. Well, hey, Tim and Julie, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's an honor to have you guys. And I can't believe we haven't done this sooner. So thanks for making some time today. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're great. We're rocking and rolling. It's back to school time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's like the mini version of Q4 right before the big Christmas shopping season hits is uh, back to school. And you guys have actually said uh, you like this time of year as much as Christmas, right? With your business model. We actually make more um, right now. Uh, Christmas is second. I think January is probably our fourth biggest month. Wow. We actually, uh, we, we steered away from the toys. Uh, we'll get into that and tell you how we evolved. But I think 2014 was our, we discovered toys then. And I think a, a year later, we were in seven figures. That's so cool. Well, let's jump in and tell people a little bit of your story. I mean, I've, I've done the introduction, but I just want to share a little bit about the journey that you guys have been on. Um, and I'd like to hear it in your own words, Tim. Maybe let's start with you, buddy. I mean, because you put in, man, I, I hate to say it, but decades. <laughs> you yeah. were you were in retail for 30 years, man, as at a Fortune 500 company. And that's how your, your story kind of started as you transitioned into business. I'd like to hear from your perspective. I mean, what was that like? Well, you know, my dad was a J.C. Penney manager for 43 years, and he knew Mr. Penny. And Mrs. Penny actually opened up one of his stores. So I, I started with Penny's back in the 70s. Wow. And wow. I got fantastic training, which later when I was with the Belt organization in Charlotte, uh, I ended up uh, being their information manager and flying around on the jet. And I had like seven states. And uh, because of really what I learned from J.C. Penny on systems and uh, reorder programs and just automated reorder stuff, uh, I, I really didn't make any money. Uh, probably till I was with Montgomery Ward in South Carolina. And I, uh, when they closed, uh, I ended up going to Lowe's. I was at Lowe's uh, nine years on the Gulf Coast, managed uh, four stores in uh, three, three states. And uh, I, I got into Lowe's at a great time. Uh, had uh, some tough stores that we turned around. Uh, had a lot of success with Lowe's. Uh, I won cars. Uh, my income I think in 2003, my income tripled and I never looked back. Because of that, my, my mentor and best friend, when a lot of people uh, had left Lowe's and ended up in Home Depot, and my mentor, the guy who gave me my first store, was the recruitment guy in Atlanta. 
And I was working uh, for Jimmy Buffett. I opened Margaritaville back in 2008. Wow. So I'm in Panama wow. City. We, that was one of the, uh, I had a house there we couldn't sell. So we moved back when I left Lowe's. And I'm sitting there looking at the beach. And I talked to these guys for six months, trying to recruit me back into the corporate world with Home Depot. And um, they flew me to Pittsburgh. We, we did all the talk. And I just kept going back and said, man, I'm sitting there looking at the beach. And, and you know, you want me to? <laughs> go back into the into yeah. the corporate world. But uh, my dad had cancer and Nashville opened up and um, we, we made the move in the spring of 2009. Uh, little did I know that they were heavily recruiting uh, Lowe's people. And they had I know in my region there was over 30. I was like the 30th one. And it was a high paid, you know, uh, the salary was amazing. My base salary and then the the bonus was 150% of your salary if you hit it, and they gave you stock grants. It wasn't options anymore. They just gave you stock. So they tripled my income. I was making it more readable. So I, I, I took the jump, and, of course, the first year we had the Nashville flood. Now, we were doing a million dollars every two or three days, so that that was a, a great earning time. But uh, like most corporations, once we got a bunch of store managers trained for them, and they, they pretty much let us all go. And that would have been, this is, we're talking 2011, right? 2011. And Julie had ordered pack two months before In that. March, right when it came out. Wow. <laughs> I, okay. I'm not going to mention the price, but it was, it was really cheap. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I don't <laughs> mind mentioning the price. Um, hey, so yeah, I don't mind you telling folks, uh, you guys got the Proven Amazon course back in. So that'd have been 2011. 11. 11. Yeah. So it hadn't been out that long at all. And, um, now that course is sold. We've sold tens of thousands of units of that. Now we've got thousands of success stories, but you guys came in early. And interestingly enough, you put in the, as you were telling your story a little bit, Julianna Schultz, who happens to be our tech who manages our podcast and helps pull them together episodes. She's the one that told you about the course way back then. We've got a lot of people been with us a long time. It's a small world. So um, she told you guys about it. I think, what'd you guys pay about $150 for proven Amazon course back then? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've raised the price a little bit, but not as much as we should have. And maybe you could speak to that. I mean, how much has that course impacted your business? I mean, you know, here it is seven years later, how big of a role has it played? I'm not sure how you guys are going to answer this one. I'm just curious. You've had it a while now. What, what role has it played? It's not the same. I mean, the, the course now is videos and uh, just, you know, how-tos. It's so much more uh, applicable. It's granular. You can look at it. You can, you can, you don't tell people which store to go to and which item to buy if you want to sell on Amazon, but there's so much more than just selling on Amazon. I mean, that, that was the appeal to us. And we're buying thrift store books for 25, 50 cents. And of course, we're looking for the, the things that Julianne had, had you know, those valuable books too. And that was, I think we spent six months. Julie talked me into it while I'm looking for another job because, you know, I'm, I'm over 50 and I'm, I'm, you know, a six figure guy. So it's, there are not a bunch of those jobs out there. Right. And the more I looked, the more frustrated I became. And uh, we decided we would just try this. And I think we sold 110,000 in that six months, that second half of 2011, just thrift store books. We, we really, but, uh, but now, uh, going back to pack, I mean, we've got uh, clothing, shoes. We're approved in so many things that, that are a lot tougher now. Yeah. And yep. if, you don't, if you don't have pack, I mean, you, you'll get taken. <laughs> I mean, I, I've referred so many people to pack. And one of the guys I work with in Margaritaville in, in Orlando, he's a great guy. 
he, he wanted to get out of that kind of business. And he, uh, I recommended it and he went with somebody else and he's not doing anything. And he spent a thousand bucks. Yeah. <laughs> How to get rich, hear, and it didn't work. We hear that story a lot. You know, I sometimes I wonder if we shouldn't raise the price of the proven Amazon course because you know, at the price we have it, many people think, well, this other course that costs three times more, or five times, or ten times more, that's surely it's better. It's like, no, guys, it's it is a world class. Well, you know, you guys have heard, right? We've been in communication. We can't release a lot of details yet, but Amazon itself has sought us out and said, hey, you guys are onto something. You guys are you're really doing well training sellers on how to succeed. Can we work with you? And we're the first one they're talking wow. to. We're the first one. We're the only one they're talking to right now. Now, it's not a done deal yet, uh, but that course has been around a while. It's created a big ripple effect. And Amazon itself is noticing, which is pretty powerful endorsement if you ask me. But I think you measure any course by the success stories and the great people who are using that content to succeed. That's the only way you can truly measure it. And and proven Amazon course is the best bar none from my vantage point. I wanted to say as far as that very beginning with PAC, that it just helped us know how to do the things um, like making shipments and sending things in and where to get the tools and all of that stuff that really got us going, that if we hadn't have had that, we wouldn't have known where to start. So it helps you know have a place to start and some step-by-steps. And then if I'm remembering correctly, we had different just uh, PDF reports or whatever from different people to give you ideas for how you could garage sale and sell on Amazon or how you could thrift store and all these just a starting place with ideas. And it's gone so beyond that now. And you keep adding all the new information after it's gotten a little bit older, it gets added to pack. And it's like, you don't, we don't even have time to <laughs> yeah. mine all the good ideas it's, that are there. It, it's more like a, a library of all the creative ideas we've encountered from this incredible community. It's a library of all the great ideas of the different ways people are succeeding using the Amazon platform. And it's impossible to apply all of the ideas. You simply can't. But we have like the beginner low budget ideas. We have the intermediate. We have the high end. You know, the, the best selling toy on Amazon this coming Christmas is a proven Amazon course student. You know, now we've partnered with him and we're doing some exciting stuff. And people have heard that on other podcast episodes. But everything in between. People who need a few extra hundred bucks all the way up to people running eight-figure businesses. But I, I want to keep diving into your story. We don't have to make this a, an infomercial for the Proven Amazon course. We all love it. It's great. You know, if you haven't got it yet, try I want it. To tell you, Go ahead, sir. I want to tell you, the, you know, if, if, you're, if you're going to sell anything on Amazon, it, it's a world of difference between 2011 and, and 2018. The world has changed. There's so many restrictions. There's so much. I mean, we did things in 2011 and 2012 we get kicked off Amazon for. I mean, it's just, and, and, and those who have been doing it know, I mean, there's, we would care, go up two flights of stairs and ship a large moving box to Chattanooga and everything went to Chattanooga. I mean, you, there was no shipping in all these different warehouses and the, the large moving box, 30 pounds, it was five bucks. And that night you would see that thing available for sale on Amazon. Right. And that's the, <laughs> was when we started. And you, didn't, you didn't get warnings about stuff unless you just went after, you know, Nike or some big name brand or something. Yeah. And it was just so much you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be constantly learning to stay ahead of the curve, which is, which is the goal of our community. That's, that's what this community does better than any other, in my opinion, is here's what's working now. 
Here's what you need to start moving away from. Um, but I would like to kill one rumor that's out there because, uh, and we need to address this responsibly because it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but the world of retail arbitrage is alive and well. And you guys are proof of, from among thousands in our community who are proving this as well, that retail arbitrage is still alive and well. It's doing very well. That means it's going to retail store shelves, buying items for one price, flipping it for a higher price on Amazon. I mean, that's a very viable model. Now it's a lot of work and you guys are doing it the right way creatively. Why don't you guys talk about that for a couple minutes and, and give people some hope in that arena if they've heard information counter to that. When we spoke a half an hour ago, I was uh, we live south of Nashville and I was actually in Nashville picking up product. That I have, I have big box store guys ordering me pallets. I know their names. They know us, and they they order us product, and I can get it cheaper than I can get it made in China and shipped in and seized by customs and all that. <laughs> Relationships, stuff. man, that's right. You know, that's you know, they listen to you when you bring an empty box in and say, "Hey, I need I need a thousand of these." Yep. And you know, yesterday I was in office with a store manager, and every time he sees me, even when he's got his district manager or regional people, he, he stops and comes over and shakes my hand and talks to him. Yeah. That's what eight years of business will do when you're nice to people. We know which cashiers to check out with, even. I mean, they're just, we know them by <laughs> That's name. Beautiful. And this is Nashville. This is not a, a small town. Yeah. But the arbitrage, you know, we've got so many stories. I told Julius, and what can we tell them? Uh, that was fun, you know, that where we had fun. We, we grew our business from thrift store books to 2,500 items. And we're going to talk about that a little later because we're going to probably reduce that number because we're looking at PPI and some things. And uh, Brett Bartlett actually started after we did. That's right. And we, we've been watching that guy for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got we, the year we hit a million bucks. I think Brett came in. I was, I was pretty happy and proud. We were at CES and I think you had to stand up and there weren't that many of us. And the guy that kept standing up was Brett because you know, get that 10 million mark or mm -hmm. something. And, but anyway, we're arbitrage. He was, he was doing something years ago, 2014. And I remember uh, going to my, my son who is now working with us. We've got three of our children working with us. Our youngest three, uh, he was a Chick-fil-A manager in three States and was with them almost 15 years. And he recently came to work for us, but, in 2014, he called me and said, hey, uh, Dad, I seen him in the store looking for a particular line for Halloween. He said, they've got costumes here. they got like hundreds of costumes. And I got to tell you, we ended up buying over a thousand costumes. And we ended up getting those costumes for $2 and a half. And they were new. Uh, there, there were some that were repackaged that we didn't buy. But we ended up having a tremendous Halloween in 2015 because we were selling those things for up over a hundred dollars, some of them. And we pay two dollars and a half for them. So arbitrage is, is there. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, it, and it's some work and you guys are doing some creative things. You already mentioned a couple of really good tips. Uh, well, let me, let me clarify those Halloween costumes. Did you buy them after, like as a closeout or was this before Halloween? When I, when I scanned them, Jim, they were $10 and they were selling for like $29, $39. I'm saying, well, you know, one of our, one of our goals, I don't mind saying, you know, if we scan something, if I, if it's not on Amazon, if I can't sell it for three times more than what we pay for it, you're not going to double your money. We don't exactly just double our money. There are some things we make 10 times on. You do a lot uh, better than that. Yeah. Top things ended up being $5. We were selling them during the season and when it got, a week or two before Halloween, they marked them down to $2 and a half. We actually went around to these stores 
And we talked to the manager. I had a, I had a buyer. I had a scouter. There's a lady in our church that worked for me full time. She was great. She would ask a manager in a minute, hey, if I buy them all, what do you give me? You know, 35 cent or something. She was great at that. Well, you know, we asked. And uh, we did. We bought most of those costumes for $2 and a half. Some of them had retails on them for $69. And we sold the blazes out of those the next year. Yeah, that is a huge, it's a huge market. Halloween, I believe, is the second highest spending holiday in the U.S. behind Christmas itself, if I remember correctly. So yeah, it, and you guys didn't do it as a closeout. You were just being aggressive as Halloween was getting closer. So you actually were able to ship in all those quickly and have a great... We actually held some. I had a 30 moving boxes. Okay. Because here's, here's my, you know, I, I understand turns and we turn our inventory, our average inventory, we turn over 13 times a year. Uh, a big box retail store like JCPenney or Belk or when he, they'll turn it four to five times. Right. We turn our inventory thir- over 13 times. So if I can buy something and hold it and I'm going to make 10 times on it. Next year. I'll do it. Sure. I'll hold it. Seasonal. Absolutely. Great tip. Because i got to get my 13 turns. And if I can make 10, that's our goal. We, we will hold it if we make 10 times. I know something else that you guys are doing that's not necessarily common among retail arbitrage sellers. You don't do it the lazy way. You do it kind of the hard way in this regard. You set up a lot of listings, a lot of new listings, a lot of creative bundles, right? Talk us through that a little bit uh, as, as kind of like your secret sauce. What are you guys doing there? I'm going to let Julie talk to that because I've got a, a daughter who uh, is our office manager that types about 220 words a minute. and She can knock out 20 listings, quality listings after our, our youngest son takes the photos because he that's his thing. A lot of our bundles have come from the fact that some things are not worth selling on Amazon because they're so inexpensive in themselves. And then by the time a customer pays for shipping and all, it's just an expensive um, amount to pay for something small. And so by putting uh, quantities of those things together, uh, we do some like in arts and crafts. We do a lot in arts and crafts. We do, you know, back to school things. Whatever is really inexpensive is a good place to start. And we sell a lot, a lot when it's, you know, a lot of people will aim for $25 items and all, but really our average sale, what, Tim, is about 10 or I'm 9 sure or something 10. like that. So, and so we sell a lot of quantity on these. And really, I believe it's mostly convenience, too, that people buy most of our things. There, It's just to save time. And so we started making those new listings, and those were our replenishable things, and we've gotten really fast at it. And it's, it's like time-consuming, but our daughter makes the listings, our son makes the pictures, and it's like it's easier to make our new listings than to use somebody else's listing sometimes that's just bad quality because it's hard to fix the bullets and fix the description without a manufacturer's U- URL and all that. Right, right. Man, that's a great tip. So you guys aren't afraid to set up new listings. And and that's that's the way to distinguish yourself in the retail arbitrage space is don't be afraid to set up new listings. Create a unique bundle and, and set up new listings. You guys have it really dialed in. So you're doing up to 20 a day, it sounds like, right? No, about we'll do, a thousand a year. We'll do about a thousand a year. Gotcha. We're learning from PPI and we're learning on, uh, of course, we've always done SEO. 
uh, we have help with that. We don't just blindly go out and buy something. We we know from experience a lot of times what's going to sell because uh, a lot of the stuff is stuff that people pass on every day, That's and they beautiful. they don't they don't see it, but we know that it sells because we've done a bundle and we've had success. And you know it changes every day. Uh, arbitrage changes every day. Amazon changes every day. Yeah. New opportunities. You've got to be willing to change and learn and grow constantly. Is that not correct? Wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, we're 63 years old. Yeah. And I'm, I'm out working most guys out there. I'm going to tell you, um, we, we do spend a lot of time. That's one of our goals. And we're going to talk about that, our transition and where we're headed. It's not going to be, um, 15 hour days, uh, beating, beating down the highways and scanning in stores. Right. Right. Yeah. We've got, you guys have built enough of, you know, we teach that inch deep mile wide and you can make a lot of money. I mean, you guys have at this point, correct me if I'm wrong, a seven figure business, if I recall. Correct. Yes. So, I mean, you've done it, but you're putting in the hours, but you, you're working with your family and you've built something to be proud of. You've got an income that has comfortably re- replaced a fantastic retail career. I mean, about as good of a retail career as you can have is, is what I'm hearing from you say, Tim. So you guys yeah, are- yeah. You guys are very comfortable, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but you get to be home with the family. So there's pluses and minuses. But the next step, you, you've mentioned PPI a couple of times. I just want to address the newbies in the audience, people who maybe not know what that is. Proven Performance Inventory is a module inside the Proven Amazon course that teaches you to pay attention to keywords and find great keywords and then make your buying decisions and your inventory decisions based on great keywords, which you guys have a great instinct for now. And since you've been an inch deep and a mile wide, meaning you've sold a few of a bunch of different items for a long time now, your data is a gold mine. I mean, I would love to sit down with you guys or have someone from our team sit down and just kind of go through your data. And anyone could do this. Any Amazon seller could do this, but your data has got to have some gold mines in it. You basically just sort all your inventory. You pull up, it's an Amazon report any of us can look at. And you sort all of your inventory by which ones were getting the most eyeballs or sessions, which of your inventory is getting a lot of sessions. And you say, hey, is that something that we could go make ourselves? Maybe do a private label out of that because it got a lot of eyeballs. I mean, that's basically the story of how Brett discovered the laser tag niche. They sold a few retail items, laser tag, and noticed, wow, there's a lot of people looking at these listings. Maybe we should go get our own. And that's how the dynasty story was birthed kind of accidentally through retail arbitrage. So your data is a gold mine, I'm sure. It's just a matter of going through it and, and seeing what are people really, really looking for among those thousands of items that you guys have sold over the years, which ones really attracted a lot of eyeballs, a lot of attention, and how can we capitalize on that in a big way? But yeah, that's a great next step for you guys because you don't need to work 15 hour days. If you, once you have a private label and you're just replenishing that same item and you've got a growing niche audience and customers who can't wait to order from you from your own website or from Amazon, that's kind of a next growth. And I can't wait to see you guys there. You're well on your way. We're a little behind Brett. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that youngster, he's, he's tough. He's, he's a smart uh, guy. And I call him a youngster, but he's just smart. He's a humble guy. And I, now, that's the kind of guy I look at. We, we've got private labels. Jim, we, it took us yeah, about a year and we have our own private label. We've actually, uh, we're having product made, um, Beautiful. shipped in. And my, my second son, who is my oldest son's an engineer and my second son's also an engineer. They work for the same company in Mississippi. And he's been, he's been, uh, dabbling really. He's made some terrible mistakes, but he imports every year. Um, he does toys. He has his own brand. 
a very great name. I'm not going to mention it, but I, he's, he has a great name brand. He does nostalgic kind of toys. I think he's about thirty extra thousand dollars a year. I mean, he's not going to give up his his engineering job at this point, but I think he wants to. Yeah, that's it's a beautiful side income for someone positioned like that, right? Um, but he, he and here's the thing: we're talking just to talk big picture for a moment. This is where our community's kind of going. And you and I, I'm just remembering we had a conversation offline uh, not too long ago about this, but taking brands like that, this private label brand that's that's already got some legs, it's got some momentum. And putting the power of what we're doing with with Dynasty Toys, you know, what Brett and I have put together where the community is getting behind a brand and building it into, you know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars brand because of the power of this community and the marketing strategies that we know work. So we can take something that already has a little momentum and blow it up in a big way. We've got the capital. We've got the marketing machine behind it. We've got the community that's benefiting in a big way for jumping on board. It's a cool model. So, you know, that may be the kind of thing that we're talking about a year from now is how we're taking models that have a little momentum and blowing them up really big because of the power of our community. So I'm excited about that as well. So we're kind of talking to everybody from a brand new person who's like, hey, can I still buy books and make money on Amazon? Yeah, you absolutely can. That still works. All the way up to people who are talking about multi-million dollar private label businesses. We got everything in between. That's why I love you guys' stories because there's a segment of it that appeals virtually to everybody. And it's it's such a cool story. Break it down for me. Is this still accurate? You guys are mostly retail arbitrage. Now you said you've got some other things going on, but what percentage at this point of your of your revenue is uh, retail arbitrage? Julie figured it out. So I, I let her talk to it. I guess about 80% retail arbitrage. And 20% wholesale. Wholesale and your private label mixed in there with that wholesale yes, number. Yes, I, I consider private label wholesale. Gotcha. So. Yep. Beautiful. And the, the private label is just new for us. We want to grow it. We're just starting out. And so, you know, we we have to find products that we're going to invest in and we want to do it smart. And it's sort of a slow process to move into it. We, we've got products that, that we sell thousands of, literally. I mean, I, I know it goes against the narrowing. What is it? Narrow or not narrow and deep. Uh, <laughs> mile wide and yeah. inch deep. We, you know, I'm, my retail background, I'm not afraid when I see something that has a forward life. You know, that is, um, we may be the only seller. Uh, we may, it may be our listing. When we see something like right now, uh, I've, got, I've got two items that in the next 30 days, I'll sell 700 of each color. And I've got about six colors. And I'm not afraid to go after that. And that's, that's I think that's how we hit the seven figures. When we hit seven figures three years ago, it was 98% arbitrage. Uh, this is arbitrage and the income we're getting has allowed us to look forward, uh, forward to doing something else. I mean, I, I keep talking about Brett. We're not waiting in next year. We're looking at that now. Yeah, we've got we've got my son has toys that are, he's selling tons of right now. That's that he has the sources. He gets them shipped in my container. Uh, he's got the brand and what he does. And, and we've also got really cute grandkids. So we've got it. We got everything we need. So you're doing some of the uh, the videos, the video strategies, right? That we've been talking about. That's right. Have you guys tried any video yet with your with your products? We really haven't. Yeah. We've taken really good pictures, but it's not like video. Yeah. And 
I've got some of the most photogenic grandkids you've ever seen. I mean, when when it gets when <laughs> something great. goes on Facebook, by the time I get it, they've already had sixty likes and a bunch of shares. Yeah, and I you know, by the time I'm I look at it, and I'm the grand I'm the grandpa. Exactly, so. nothing cuter than a kid with a toy. For those who haven't heard that story, I mean. Uh, my partner, Brett, basically pulled out one of our toys, gave it to his daughter and shot a video for about 45 seconds of her and he, it, the two of them interacting with it. And that ignited a fire that of million, tens of millions of views now on that video. That is the strategy behind proven audience formula, which is the title of the book that we wrote as a result. We've applied that strategy to just numerous niche markets now for products on and off Amazon, for traditional businesses. We haven't found anything yet where it doesn't work. Let's put it that way. And we've got lines of clients waiting for us to help them out with this strategy. Uh, but basically, it's driving a ton of Facebook traffic wherever you want based on simple, shareable content. Shareable is the key word. Uh, we, we don't really care about views. We care about shares. How shareable is it? How many people are tagging their friends when they look at your content? How many people are sending it to someone else and sharing it? And kids make for very shareable content, we've discovered for sure. So I'd say get some of those toys into some of your, your beautiful grandkids' hands and just turn the camera on and, and try, experiment. When I heard about Brett's video, I, I immediately thought of one that that uh, my daughter-in-law sent me, of our little three-year-old. And she, the, the caption was, who needs toys when your dad sells on Amazon? And he had grabbed a box <laughs> truck, just a truck. And he was t- taking that truck out of the box. He'd gotten out of, out of his uh, office. Uh, my son built a home, and he's got a big storage uh, new house, and he's got an area for an Amazon room. He's got had to build, build a big building, like a 10 by 20 building outside. And and here's here's my grandson with this toy, and it was adorable. And I'm thinking – Brad just did that, and and now he's selling millions. And I, you know, we we we're we're a day late here. No, it's, well, the, the beautiful thing is, it's just getting started. I mean, we are pioneers into a new arena here. Uh, it's something I haven't we haven't talked with anybody else in the community about. Brett and I were discussing yesterday. We feel like we're really dialed in on growing a niche around just about any passionate market or even semi-passionate hobby that sort of thing. Like we are dialed into the point where you tell us the the market, and we can grow, we can attract tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of eyeballs very quickly, and then monetize it very quickly. We're really dialing it in around here. So there's some exciting things coming for sure. And we are not too late. We're pioneers on all this. I feel like we're three or four years ahead of the field on a lot of this. I think you know how we feel about it. We put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, that's right. You guys jumped into the dynasty opportunity with us, didn't you? Uh, yeah. So yes, talk about that from your perspective, maybe for a minute. That's a good use of a couple minutes here. What went through you guys' head? How did you guys process the opportunity to uh, be a part of Dynasty Toys? Well, Julie wanted me to look at this video, and that's usually the way these things start, because I, I'm not going to sit there for an hour and a half and look at a video. I'm not, I'm not a big TV guy, and I say, well, Oh, well, it's Brett. So, all right, look, Brett. Oh, Brett's got a beard now. You know, I hadn't seen him in a while since CES. And <laughs> I'm watching this video and, and it starts to click and make sense. You know, we've got we've got some assets sitting in a bank. I mean, just sitting there making a 1%, making 1% a year. And I'm talking six figures. And I'm thinking, you know, the opportunity with Dynasty is, is kind of like the profit sharing I had with Lowe's and Home Depot, and I would tell these guys, look, they're giving you stock for a 15% discount every six months. 
just take something, take something out of your check and put it in and make 15% every six months. And you'd be amazed that most people don't do that. They'll let it sit in a bank and make 1% a year. Right. You know, we're looking at uh, if, if things go as planned, I think it's 8 to 20% return. That's right. And six months. And you know what? It's going to be more than 8%. And, yeah. and that, that's a great use for my money. And I, I know the people involved. That's the other thing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, yeah, with the, with, it's got so much momentum at this point. You know, the audience is there. They want our stuff. They've committed to buying it. We're going to have money in the bank before we even have to manufacture this stuff. It's it's an incredible strategy that we're rolling out here. And yeah, last year, the lesson learned with Dynasty, we looked at the the amount of product that was sold and like, man, we could have used a whole lot more product. It, we just ran out of cash. <laughs> you know, it's an interesting problem to have where the demand is so high, it surpasses your ability to to meet the demand. But commercial financial institutions don't understand that. No, they don't. And, you know, it's hard. You know, I've got a guy who says, hey, anytime you need money, you know, and, and I, we borrowed a little money when I, we built our 1,500-foot office last year. I borrowed some money just so I wouldn't tap into mine. I had the money in the bank, but we borrowed some money on that. But, you know, they, they want payment the next month. Right. And the way this, with our community, we understand that it's going to be November, December. That's right. Yeah. That's when the big, that's when the big wave comes through. And if you annualize those returns, we're projecting, uh, it is 16 to 40% annualized, which isn't too shabby, especially if you got money sitting in the bank, just collecting dust. Uh, I'm not getting that on, on my investments. No. And I've, I've got, I've got a lot of different investments. And I got to tell you, I would be dancing for 16%. <laughs> yeah, we're we're excited to have a great story to tell come January for sure. It's We feel like we're making some history here. For people who don't know what we're talking about, um, you can go to silentsalesmachine.com slash dynasty, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y, and watch that video that Tim and Julie watched. It basically explains how, you know, we've got more demand. We, we're in control of the supply and the demand here. We just need some cash to keep up <laughs> because the demand is huge. So as a community, we're going to boost this product. Our goal is, as you well know, Tim and Julie, is to be the hottest toy of Christmas 2018. And we're well on our way to being one of, if not the biggest toy companies in the world. And that's just the toy niche now. We're going to do this in other niche markets too, using this same strategy. Why not? Over and over again. It's very repeatable stuff that we're doing here, dialed in. And it's due in large part to... Great people like you guys, Tim and Julie, multiplied by thousands of people who have built great businesses. We've come to know, like, and trust each other. We get together, which is a good segue into the next thing we could talk about, maybe getting together in Indianapolis here in a few weeks. We love each other. We trust each other. We said, hey, how can we do something really big together that individually might be difficult, but together, if we all pull in a little bit of funds and fund this hot inventory item that we know is a hot seller, it's been number one on Amazon throughout the year already. What could we do? And we're going to do some big stuff. But yeah, getting together here in a few weeks, we're going to have all this stuff on display. I'm so glad you guys are coming. Now, you said you're going to bring a couple of your kids that work with you too, right? Well, I'm bringing my third son, Robert, and my youngest son, Jonathan. I can't, I can't afford to have Sarah, who runs my office. She runs the show. I can't afford to have her out, but because um, we, we miss a day, that's a thousand bucks or more. So yes, I can't afford to have Sarah not there. And we do have a young lady from church that works for us, has been with us about five years. But Jonathan is my, my musician. 
Uh, he, he actually makes money on the Internet uh, playing accordion and all kind of different instruments. And he never had a lesson. So he's, he's a very natural musician. He does a lot of uh, he can do editing and he does videos and he's had some of his videos on the Internet and stuff. So that's that's you see where I'm where I'm, why I'm bringing him. I yes, mean, sir. Yeah. Uh, look, look at the dynasty and he's going to see Brett and, and Robert is my Chick-fil-A manager who's recently married and uh, he wasn't going anywhere fast. And I just told him, look, I'll pay you what they're paying. I said, it's going to be your business anyway. I mean, I got three of my children and, and one who's doing Amazon in a pretty good way. Uh, Lane, my oldest, is married uh, to a doctor. He's an electrical engineer, so I don't know if I don't know if he's going to come on the Amazon train yet. But uh, uh, well, I've got everybody else involved. And we're, we're bringing we're bringing the two to the CES. They need the. They need to meet people. We know a lot of folks. Well, you, you guys might find yourself many celebrities with the timing of this episode coming out right before the event and you guys showing up with your beautiful family. That's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, you you might be swarmed a little bit. I apologize in advance, but there's going to be about 700 of us here in Indianapolis here in just a couple of weeks. And uh, as we're recording this, if you want details on this event, CESND2018.com. We'll stick it in the show notes because we actually do still have actually a handful of tickets, not many. We've about filled up the room at this point. It's going to be our biggest ever. And it's just a big family reunion. So glad you guys can come. You've been to, what was it, two or three of the right. three? Three. So yeah, because this is number six. So you guys have been to three so far. You only well, we missed did, a couple. We started a little late. And last year we were, I don't know what happened last year. It was Orlando last yeah, year. Yeah, it was Orlando. Orlando and it was the, the hurricane blew through and about scared everybody uh, from showing up, I think. But we still had about 600 people show up. And down in Orlando, right after the hurricane blew through, it was, uh, what was it, Irma. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a great event. But, you know, one thing that's good to point out, not everyone can make it to these things. We're going to have live stream. So be looking for that. You can probably go to that same page. We'll have a link where you can buy a live stream. We're going to make it a, a real good deal where people can do that. So the people who are staying behind for you guys, Tim and Julie, let's hook them up with live stream and they can see what's going on while you guys are there. Um, I can't believe you got tickets available. I mean, the ones we went to sold out in a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, we was, got a bigger room this year. You know, we, the, we were selling off these 450, 500 seat rooms. We're like, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and get something that can hold 700 this year. And uh, we've come, we're very close. We're like, we're less than 10 tickets available as we're recording this at this point. Wow. So, well, that's uh, why we wanted VIP. You know, I, I want to be, I want to be up close where I can see and hear. Cause you know, like <laughs> I said, we're old, so I got to be able to hear. <laughs> well, I, I've been told we're going to have great audio this year. So hopefully that won't be an issue anywhere in the room, but yeah, upfront seats are always the best. I want to give some people some meat and potatoes as we start to wrap this one up, guys. You don't give away any secret sauce. But at the same time, you know, what would you tell somebody like here, here's something you should be doing right now. Here's what's working great right now. If I were in your shoes, here's the things I'd be looking for. And, and keep in mind, this is going out to a lot of people. So I don't want to create unnecessary competition for you guys in the hot market that you're in. But at the same time, you know, there's a middle ground in there. Anything come to mind as I say that things that like, Hey, if, especially for those out still doing retail arbitrage. Jim, I, I would tell people, you know, it's like you want to find another job. And nobody quits their job to go looking for a job full time. They take they go on their day off. I mean, every job I've ever gotten, I I would fly somewhere on my day off if if I was changing companies. And it, it requires a little extra effort. If you're going to do retail arbitrage, I'm not telling you to don't just quit your day job. 
I mean, uh, pay your bills. We, I think our first year, you know, I was in a, financially, we were pretty well off. I think we were using Julie's affiliate uh, income by month. We were investing that in Amazon and we were putting a hundred percent in it. And we were also working, you know, I think 40 hours a week. We, if you're going to do arbitrage, you're going to have to commit to working that day off, working that Saturday, maybe some evenings, hitting some stores. And you're, you're not wanting to go hit the hottest toys. Uh, we, we don't look for the hottest toys. We look at the ranking and we know from instinct now, after you know, eight years, I've got 30 years of retail. I know a dog when I see it. But, you know, some some of the things that we landed on, uh, just crazy. One, one thing, we were in a grocery store a few years ago, and they had toys, and they had this big old drop falls uh, water slide. It was a bonsai waterfall. And it was 100, 150 bucks. And I said, I wonder what this, that they had this thing. And I scanned it, and it was selling for over $400. You made a $100 bill. So I bought two. I said, I'm going to just try this. And it was 50 bucks to ship it because it weighed right at 50 pounds. That was in the good old days. It probably costs more now. And, and the, the story of this is they dropped their price to $99. I ended up having these managers of these little grocery stores order these things for me. I was buying 12 at a time for 50 bucks. And I don't know how many dozen of these things we sold, making several hundred dollars. And it's just you sell what you know. So really, it's like putting the time into arbitrage makes a big difference. If you are able to commit, you know, 20 hours a week or even 10 hours a week or whatever. But if you consistently get out there and get into these different little stores and look and look and look, you're going to find your little you're going to find your things. And if you don't do that, it's hard. You've got to get out around. You've got to put the time into retail arbitrage and find your things. You you have to walk the clearance aisles. I I was saying buy something you know, but the merchandise we sell, a lot of it, of course, is is Julie's expertise in art and crafts and things like that. But a lot of the stuff I scan is something I may not even know what it is. I mean, it, it may not be a car part or something like that that I would automatically know or hardware. It's going to be some kind of weird toy, and it may be marked down. They have a whole end cap for you. Just get the Amazon app. It's free. You scan it and see see what your net is. If they got it marked down a dollar, you're going to make five, and it's got a great rank. Why would you not buy some and send it in right away? Get that money, reinvest it again. That's what we did over and over and over till we built up a substantial income. Well, I love the tenacity and the work ethic that you've put in. And and I refer to it as a period of intense focused effort. Anytime you've got a new business venture that you're starting or launching, there's going to be a period where you're a little unbalanced. You're a little, you know, you live and eat and breathe in this. Now you can't do that for years, but any of us can do that for weeks or months if we're serious. Right. Yeah, You do that after CES. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I mean, some of these guys even go out scouting during CES. I can't believe it. We've had, during our live event, people go out and hit the streets. Yeah, they'll come back like, hey, I made 500 bucks today during lunch. <laughs> and wow. you, get, you don't need any special tools. The Amazon seller app is free and you scan, right? How hard is that? And then you build relationships along the way. You guys have really laid down a business model. It's just not complex. I just drove into Nashville this morning. I was, I was planning to be back by one when I got your your uh, text that you needed to move, move up the meeting. You had something come up. Yeah. And you know, I had my truck full of merchandise 
And when I drove up, I also got my watch battery fixed at a guy I know in a real remote place. You know, and I've got these connections. We have these connections. And I pulled up and I grabbed the gas cans out of the, out of the truck and the whole back of the truck in my back seat. I got a four-door truck. And it was completely packed. So here comes Kelsey and Sarah. And I said, and I called them and said, when I pull up, you got to unload me right away because I can't sit in the heat. And I got a call with Jim. Like, I'm late. So, yeah, it just living. I love that. The entrepreneur's lifestyle, though, man. Isn't it beautiful? Mileage, Jim. I got, you know, I got my watch fixed. And, uh, you know, I think we deduct about 15,000 a year on mileage. Yeah. Keep track of your mileage. It's a beautiful business model. It just, I mean, we've got a whole building now. So we, we deduct a lot. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, you know what? Let's hit this as a lot. And we've only got a couple minutes on this one. But I'm trying to think through the reasons that people kind of, you know, they they uh, have doom and gloom to say about retail arbitrage when I see just the opposite. I mean, I see people doing great with this all over the place. But the IP claims, do you guys ever run into any infringement claims and like, oh, wait, you guys can't sell that? Like how much of that, how big a factor, you guys are doing a seven-figure business in this. Is that a factor for you guys? And how complex does it get? We had one three weeks ago. And it was on one particular color of one of those items. I told you I was selling 730 days. Right. It was on one particular color, not the other colors. And it's, it, it was bizarre because we had 209 listings of this name brand. And, of course, I'm kind of upset. I get this performance notification and uh, you can't reach the proven, I mean, the uh, seller performance team. You can't reach those guys. They're cloistered somewhere. But if you're lucky, you get a guy from the Washington office. It'll help you. And we've had, we've been very successful with that. We're persistent. We call, we email. Uh, I sent receipts from a retail store, picture of the outside of the box, picture of the barcode. And it took them about two weeks, but this is a big item for us. That one particular color, we got that reversed. That's the second one we've had in about two months that we actually got them to take it off. It was not restricted. Yeah. Yeah. And there for a while, it's been probably a couple of years ago, it was at its peak where people were kind of running for the hills, retail arbitrage, IP claims. This is scary, scary. You know, I'm going to get suspended. I haven't heard of a seller getting suspended for any reason in months. Now, I'm, I know it's happening, but I'm just saying in our community, man, it, it seems like it's the gates are wide open for this right now. Now, I'm still encouraging you guys you know, if this was a coaching session, I'd be saying things like, you know, we need to get you less reliant on retail arbitrage and eventually more streams than just Amazon even. And, and let's let's work on that private label that your son's got going, that toy, that $30,000 thing. Let's turn that into a $3 million thing, right? Like that that's where the future is. You know, he got suspended, Jim. He lost his account at Christmas time. Last and this year? Three, three years ago? Three. Yeah. That's when it was at its peak. The year after that, he he got it back and he, he got the right person. He was... Uh, he was knocking off Lego products and he was trying not to put Lego in it. But, you know, they got bots. And if you if you advertise these people's brand, you better be approved. I mean, just just fair warning. Right. Um, he was very fortunate that he got uh, Lego to retract mm. uh, their complaint because he destroyed a lot of product just so he could get his account back. And now wow. he's doing great. He's got his own private. He said, I'm not messing with those guys. I'm going to have my own label. And that's what he did. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's a great story. I, I feel like you guys, you guys are uh, the kind of folks that we need to have back again here soon and <laughs> kind of tell the rest of the story. And, and uh, 
like I said, you guys are going to be many celebrities, although we've got so many great success stories. I mean, the most, I don't know if the episode will come out before you guys or not, but uh, we talked about Carolyn going from homeless to buying her own house. It, I remember uh, that. Man, I just got to interview her. <laughs> That's going to be an episode yeah, either right before or right after. Me. I mean, That's a tearjerker. Uh, you have people crying in the audience. So oh, you yeah. got an update on Carolyn now? Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that episode will come out before or after this one. So I'm going to make the audience look for it a little bit. But, yeah, it's coming out soon. She's going to be at CES. Uh, you know, we've got Mike Brown winning Entrepreneur of the Year in the state of New York. You know, for a guy that was broke a few years ago. And, of course, Brett, $400 in the bank. Uh, you know, it, it's actually six years ago today that Brett and I met as we record this. And uh, he had 400 bucks in the bank, bought the Proven Amazon course, was making 1000 bucks a day and sent me a little blog comment. And we started corresponding six years ago today. And now we're partners. Um, that's just wow. how the world changed. And we're running an eight-figure business. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. We, we, but, were there, we were there when Death Wish Coffee was giving out coffee yeah. before they won that commercial. That, yeah. that the your Super team Bowl. basically voted them in. Yep. Yeah, we helped make that happen. And, and, you know, that's the inspiration behind what we're doing with Dynasty Toys now. It's like, hey, if we can get behind a guy and just out of the kindness of our hearts, turn his business into an international brand that's in every Walmart in America, why don't we do that with some intention and make some money together, right? So that that's what we're doing. That's the that's the magic behind the uh, silentsalesmachine.com slash dynasty story. But hey, we got to cut this off, guys. I really appreciate you making some time in your day today. I bumped the conver- I bumped our time around and you guys accommodated. Thank you for that. And uh, let me just address the listeners for a second. Thank you for hanging out with Tim, Julie, and I today. If you liked this episode, if you want to have them back or you have any feedback for us, please send it to us. Go to silentgym.com slash podcast. You'll see all the episodes. You'll see how to contact us, how to join our Facebook community. If you want to spend five bucks, how to get the book that started all of this silent is the website for that book, but we'll stick all the links in the show notes. And if you do come to CES in Indianapolis, August 23rd through 25th, 2018, Hey, be sure to look up Tim and Julie, tell them thanks for hanging out with us today, but God bless you business building warriors. I'm going to end this episode here. You know, there's more good stuff coming very soon. We love doing this, love serving this community. God bless you. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.